Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Coach Curry, how are you? Doing well. How are you guys? We're great. Uh, we're going to talk about this football schedule for just a second, then we'll get back into it at 1130. I want to focus for uh, 20 minutes or so with you and Jackson. And uh, obviously you guys had a, a great schedule, or a good season rather, a great season, and, and nearly made the NCAA tournament. And he ends up getting All-America honors, which is, I'm assuming, not unprecedented, but not very common for a Trojan. It's not been done very much. You have to go back to Darren McMaines, uh, who was my uh, – and before that, there's a couple more. But in recent times, Ryan Scott was an All-American. Uh, but beyond that, I think we, in our 10 years I'm, – I'm coming up on my 10th year in Little Rock. We've only had two. And so uh, it's exciting for us. What, what a great year he had. He's going to join us in a few minutes, and we'll talk more about him while he's on. But – uh, we were talking in the break. I mean, this is not a guy that necessarily was expected to come in and be an All-American kind of performer. He's a Rogers, Arkansas native. I guess he's yes. back home this summer. Yes, he's working out. He's working out right now, going through a throwing program, and then he's uh, headed off to a training facility that he's going to sharpen his delivery and, and do some things there. But uh, we, you know, Noah Sanders, our recruiting coordinator, signed him really late last year in July out of Rich Mountain Junior College. And uh, he was good there, but he, he was not a junior college All-American. Um, he, w- he was not highly recruited, didn't have a lot of, of other folks that were talking to him. But we needed pitching depth, and uh, he was a strike thrower with good numbers that fit what we were doing. And then, as we were talking about earlier, he throws a couple, three times in the fall in our scrimmages, and, and we this is really good. Um, did we foresee it being All-American good? No. But uh, every Friday, he just continued to put up numbers and, and finish with an ERA in, in the ones. So, uh, unbelievable. Glad he's back next year. What makes him a, a good pitcher? Well, number one, his routine and his attention to detail is completely dialed in. He came in immediately talking to us about what he wanted to do, not in a disrespectful way, but just a very intellectual way of here's what I like to do every single day, what bullpen day, what lifting day, and uh, we we respected it. I mean, if it's been working, and uh, it was seamless, then when he gets on the mound, it's just ice water, uh, a tactician, very technical, very surgical when he pitches, no, no emotion, and command of four pitches for a strike. Ultimately, he has four pitches that he can land at any, at any time. First run through the OBC, you guys had a great year and just narrowly missed out on a chance to go to the uh, NCAA tournament and you know, had a very tight. Was it your second game? I guess in the in the conference tournament. Yeah, that got, was close? got walked off there in the last uh, in the last inning by Moorhead, who won the league, and then had to turn around ninety minutes later and play against Eastern Illinois, who eventually won the whole tournament. And uh, you know, it, it was good. I enjoy this. The expectations immediately got flipped from the old Sun Belt. To be honest, we were. Goal number one was getting into the tournament. That, that Sun Belt is, is such a juggernaut. And then you go to the OVC, and immediately we changed our expectations to winning the league. And I like that. I like expectations. You want to be a part of a program that's got expectations and finish second overall in the, in the season, third in the tournament. But, boy, with everybody back that was in the starting lineup next year, we graduated literally no one. Um, we're, we're excited about next year. That's crazy. Can I can I ask coach? Can I give coach a weird question? You but do a chance to a chance to recruit for yourself a little bit. You bet. I was talking to a, a kid. It was it was a while back, and I was talking to him about coaching and this and that. His name is Sam Vogel. Do you remember that name? What an awesome dude! Uh, awesome dude. I'm glad you said that because One he said, favorites. and I quote, and he's saying this. He's saying this because he's talking to me. He said, 
Coach Curry is the second best coach I've ever had behind you. Of course, if he was talking to you, he would say Coach Kelly's the sure, second best sure. I've had behind you. But why? what do you think guys like that? Because I think he's an All-American guy. He comes to work, works hard, does things right. But for him to think you're such a great coach, what do you think you have that makes kids like that think you're a great fo- a great coach? Sam and I have a great relationship. He spoke the the world of you coming out of uh, coming out of high school. So I got the job Sam's senior year, yeah. and Sam didn't leave. He stayed there and, and was one of the original players that we had. Um, just developed a relationship. Sam and those guys had really been through a lot when I got the job, and so just tried to connect with them on a personal level, but also held them to a standard that maybe they hadn't been held to in a while in a professional way, not a degrading way. Coming from your football program, he kind of he liked that. He was used to that. And I was kind of getting back to old uh, old times for him. But since then, you know, he's married. He's got a he's got a child. We've stayed in contact, and he genuinely sees that we really care. Plus, we were able to show him some things developmental wise that helped his career. So yeah. I, I hope that's what guys are able to say. Man, this guy cares about you. You're not just a number. Um, he really cares about your life, but he also makes you a better player. And what the, what he does for you on the back end, and, and that's what you build in relationships with your guys does. They're still recruiting for you. If anybody says, hey, where should I go play? He's saying go to Euler, play for Coach Curry. He's awesome. So that's kind of a, you know, and that's not why you're doing it. Right. But that's the butterfly effect of those things. But I think that's awesome. Yeah, word, word of mouth and, and experience and folks that have been in, in your program, those are your best recruiters. And Sam's a part of our, our Little Rock Baseball Council committee that – helps us figure out how we can make the program better in the community fundraising things he's he's just he, he's a he's a stud of a human being he's he is. awesome he is with all these guys returning for next year what what's your recruiting class then look like for next year it's it's small you know thank thankfully and i say that because last year we we brought in 25 new guys in the fall um, ultimately 19 on the roster in the spring. And so there was a lot, you know, a lot of credit goes to my, my staff, you know, Noah Sanders, Brady Cox, of just flipping that roster. Now it's about, A, keeping the roster intact, making sure everyone understands what we've got in front of us, an opportunity to do, and then adding some pieces that are exactly what we need, mainly left-handed pitching, which, you know, newsflash everybody needs and wants. Uh, a left-handed bat. We need to shore up the catching a little bit, catching depth. And on the mound, we need some bridge guys to get the ball to the closers. We need some sixth-inning guys, some seventh-inning guys that can match up with different looks. All right, well, earlier this week, Coach, we had Jonathan Jones in, who is an All-American high jumper for the Trojans. And we get another All-American on in the same week from Little Rock. Been a pretty good pretty good week for the athletic department, I would say. Let's go to the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Jackson Wells standing by. We are chatting about him, and his ear is probably burning, but now he's been able to uh, make some time for us. Jackson, welcome. How are you? Congratulations. Thank you. I'm doing good. Um, well, we were just singing your praise a little bit. Coach was talking about your path to Little Rock, and um, did you have expectations that were as high as maybe making an All-American team this year? No. I mean, I definitely had high expectations for myself, but I, I think I've exceeded some of them. For sure. What have you learned from being in the program? What's helped you get to where you are today? Yeah, the biggest thing is just learning how to care for your teammates more than yourself and uh, just like caring about the team. And then whenever you do that, good things happen. So, what are some things that stand out to you? You guys obviously got close to making the NCAA's. You guys were, you know, right there in the thick of things in the conference regular season uh, tournament or regular season schedule, rather, as far as the the standings go. Uh, what stands out now that the season's come to an end? What what stands out to you about your year? Yeah, um, 
I think just the chemistry that we had as a group of guys, you know, um, and like whenever I would get in a tough spot, people would come in and have my back and then vice versa. And then just, you know, towards the end of the year, it just didn't fall the way that we wanted it to. But um, I think that we had a really good ball club and that a couple things were differently. We could have made a pretty good run. I love the high expectations. So what will be the expectations next year? Uh, biggest goal for next year is to make it to a regional and then hope we stay hot. Jackson, what are you going to work on this summer? I know your coach said you're working out up in northwest Arkansas. What do you want to add? You want to add a pitch? You want to add some velocity, combination? What do you want to do for next year? I think the biggest thing for me is fine-tuning what I have in my pitch mix and then um, adding some miles per hour to my fastball would be uh, be pretty nice. So that's the goal for now. What, what are we topping out at now? I, I think um, – go ahead, Jackson. I, go ahead. I think this season I topped out at 93, and then I was hitting 91, 92 pretty consistently throughout the season. What's your best pitch? Um, I'd say my changeup for sure. <laughs> Coach, you were thinking something else? I had the, I had the cutter, but, but I think they're all good the pitches. <laughs> I, think, I think it could have gone – uh, either way, Cutter was probably the better pitch towards the end of the year. I think changeup was the most consistent one throughout the year. I, a quick story. So at the end of the year, uh, we had an, uh, an an ejection of our assistant coach, which was not merited at all. No warning what, what whatsoever. We won't get into that. However, hmm. uh, I was uh, thrust back into pitch calling duties, which which is an an old uh, an old uh, hat that I used to do. And so, uh, game number one was Jackson, and so got to call pitches. Which, w- when you're calling pitches for a guy like this, is like playing a video game. Every pitch you call is going to be right. Every pitch you call, coach, it's like every play is going to work. Okay, no matter what you call, you look good. And so the last. The last pitch of the game, I think, was a changeup uh, that we threw, Jackson. But uh, I, think so. I fell in love with the cutter and, and kept calling that uh, middle of middle of the game. He he's allowed to shake off, of course, but um, that, that was a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed the cutter. That got us out of some jams. Yeah. Did we, it feel any different with him knowing he was calling the pitches and looking at the catcher and shaking your head no? Not not really that different. I mean, we were on. The- we had game plan going into it, so we were on the same page for the most part. Coach, when you were catching, did you call your own or did you get it from the coaches? Uh, my last year at uh, at Mississippi State, uh, called some pitches, and then when you get to professional baseball, uh, all the catchers call their own pitches. It's a requirement, and that's one of the ways they grade you. And so that's where I learned, of course, every single inning you're talking with the pitching coach and you're going back over, why did you call this? Why did you call that? Don't forget this situation. Don't forget that. And so you learn over nine years. And then, you know, at, early in my career, I, I called I called pitches. And so I, I think sometimes it can be overrated because uh, many times, it's like football, a, a certain pitch will work if it's located. Two or three pitches will work if they're located. You could go change up. You could go cutter. You could go fastball. They'll all work if they're located and executed. And so, uh, but having a game plan, having a guy like that makes it pretty easy on the mound. Jackson, what's uh, what's your plan? So this summer, are you gonna get some downtime at all? Are you gonna come back to Little Rock at some point? Or are you gonna be up there training all summer? Um, my plan is to be up here for most of the summer, and then I took a couple weeks off from throwing, and then building back into it right now. 
Do you have any bu- Do you have anybody in the professional ranks that you either grew up liking or watching, or, or anybody that you emulate? Want to emulate? Um, in the professional ranks? Yes, sir. Yeah, um, Jake Grindle, He's with the Cubs right now. Um, he actually gave me pitching lessons my senior year, and then we'll talk quite a bit. He went to uh, Arkansas and played. That's a pretty good one. I like that. Yeah. Let's go Cubs. And then, um, not really anybody else in the professional ranks. Did you play a uh, position? Growing up, what did you play besides pitcher? Um, I played third base and second base for the most part. Gotcha. Still want to hit? You know, sometimes I miss it, but, you know, whenever all the hitters in your lineup are a lot better than you were, it it makes you realize that pitching is the way to go. They they all want to hit, Wes. Don't let them lie. <laughs> Every pitcher thinks he can hit. You, Whenever we throw a shutout, the pitchers get to take batting practice after practice. That's a that's a reward, and you, you ought to see it. Uh, the batting gloves and the wristbands come out, and and then they all remind us why they don't hit. So it's a it's a fun day at practice. The question is, how many of your position guys think they can pitch? Uh, a lot of them. We we've got a lot of we've got a lot of former shortstops, quarterbacks, uh, pitchers. Everybody used to play everybody else's position, do everybody else's job better than they did. You know? that that's that's just sports and mine. Everybody wanted to be a quarterback. And even, you know, and I'd let them play. I'd put an offensive line at practice at quarterback for a couple of days, let them see what it really was like. And everybody on my team wanted to be a kicker, too. <laughs> Everybody's like, Coach, watch me kick this one. I kick it. And I'm like, Like onside kicker? Yeah. Okay. Uh, like, but I'm like, yeah, it's funny how everybody wants to be everybody else's thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Jackson, we'll let you go, man. Listen, congratulations. It's a huge achievement. And uh, let's get you up on the first team next year. What do you say? Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. You bet. Have a good summer. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Coach, um, I have a couple other things. I want to talk about the World Series real quick, and then we're going to shift over to uh, talking some football with Coach Kelly here. But schedule, roster, you talked about already how you're going to build it, and unfortunately you don't have a huge uh, task there, comparatively to some other years. But as far as schedule goes, are you guys done building that, still working on it? Where are you? Probably 95% done. You know, those things are done, you know, a couple years in in advance. We'll open up at home versus Wichita State. Wow. That'll be a good one. We're we're excited about that. Of course, we'll continue to go to Fayetteville as as long as they'll have us. Uh, So I I don't anticipate that going away. Um, This schedule will feature Oral Roberts, who's uh, home and home next year, who's in the World Series. What a great job they did. Uh, You talk about a team that was really, really good in the transfer market. Um, or Roberts did an outstanding job of getting guys that maybe were stuck in a depth chart or looking for opportunities to play. But, yeah, going to be a really good schedule. Excited about this club coming back. A um, lot of Arkansas kids on this team. And, and so if you're a, if you're a fan of, of Arkansas baseball, high school baseball, there would be a lot of familiar names on this club. I will also say it is the lowest maintenance in and out for any sports fan for any you know baseball situation. I mean, there are high school games that are harder to get in and out of than a Little Rock baseball game. Uh, I'm going to go to a bunch more next year, but I was so thrilled we got a chance to come over for a game this year. And it is a great experience. So this team's going to be fun to watch next year. They're gonna have a, you guys are going to have a great shot, obviously. We, we should have everything in front of us. And like I said, the, I think expectations on the Little Rock baseball program will be higher and more than they've ever been. That's a new chapter for us. And so as we start in the fall in team meetings, it will be about managing those expectations, uh, focusing on process, focusing on routine rather than the scoreboard, and seeing how we, how we handle that. That'll be fun. So we've got four 50-win teams in the World Series, and you've got, what do we say, Wes, five of the eight? Is it five of the five eight? Five of the eight. Yeah, five top of the top eight, eight national seeds that are in. So, I mean, again, this is 
I hate to say it, but pretty much the cream of the crop. You had a couple surprises with Oral Roberts as a four seed and TCU getting in there, got hot late. But for the most part, these were teams that were fantastic all through the year and really dominant and expected to be in contention. So is it Wake Forest or the field, or what do you what do you see as the, uh, the favorites in this deal? I like Florida. I like Florida. Their their pitching depth is is really good. You know, the, kind of a storyline. They they have a pitcher that was at Southern Miss last year in Waldrop, who was really good in their game winner. Their bullpen is really 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 deep, and then they're hitting home runs. Um, don't forget how big that park is. And so, if you're a club that relies on the home run, that'll that'll change things a little bit. It will benefit the pitching clubs. So Wake Forest, you really really got to like. Mm-hmm. No no question. But things change at Omaha because don't forget the off days. And so if someone is uh, if someone is short in pitching, no matter what, after game one, you're going to have an off day. The key to Omaha, they say, is winning the first two because I think you get four off days and you don't play again until maybe three. But you can reset your pitching. And so I believe the teams that can pitch it are really going to have a shot. And newsflash, that's the way it always is in baseball, right? Yeah. Okay, that's good. I like Florida too. Yeah. When you look at a team that um, a TCU and LSU, those guys have hit a lot of home runs. How do they? Do you change what you do once you get to Omaha, or you still just try to hit the home run and and maybe it's only a double now? You, I don't think you can change. I mean, you got to dance with the one that brought you, as my dad says. Uh, the funnest, the most fun team to watch would be LSU. Again, not not a not a fan of these teams. Just talking from an analytical standpoint. You know, you've got, they say down at LSU, maybe the best player they've ever had in the history of their program. Which one? Dylan Cruz. <laughs> I didn't know maybe you were talking about Skeens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Skeens has put up some of the best numbers they've ever had. So if you want us to talk about star power, L- LSU has it. And it's always interesting in Omaha when they're back. Let me ask you one more baseball thing, and then I want to talk about You guys have camps this summer? We do. I want to talk about that too. But let me ask you about the situation that happened at Stanford the other day. I guess it was the uh-huh. second game where they were able to earn an opportunity to pop fl- pop fly themselves into the World Series in the third game. But their pitcher goes for 154, 156. 156. Yeah. Um, thoughts on that? I mean, is it irresponsible? Is it a, a bad idea? I mean, I'm sure you've had pitchers try to talk you into keeping them out there. They all it, – it's kind of it's kind of like a boxer. None of them believe they're done. And you, and it, it, the corner man has got to know what's going on that's best for him. That being said, I, I'm, I'll never speculate what should or shouldn't have been done. Um, 156 is a lot. Uh, questions that you have to consider are, was he laboring? Were the innings, you know, high traffic? Was he a high-effort guy in his delivery? When did he pitch last? When does he pitch again? And then sometimes coaches will say, okay, well – does this guy have a pro career in front of him, or is this the peak of his career, the biggest game he'll ever throw in, and is is he ready for it? So there are a lot of factors. I'm not giving you an answer. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. But those are things to work through. What's the most you've ever let a guy go? I I think the high 120s, maybe a 130, uh, and that just scares the dog out of me. But it, to, to each coach his own. Nobody knows their players better than each coach. Gotcha. Do your lights there shine up in the air to uh, the new – I know like the Travs have told us, uh, are your lights yes. like that? Uh, not yet. We're working on – the new LEDs um, really shine from both directions on the baseball. 
Uh, we played against uh, UCA uh, at Dickey Stevens, and we could tell. Um, the top side of the ball, if you don't have that, the top side of the ball is bright. The bottom side of the ball is dark. It's in twilight right after the sun goes down. Uh, I hate to see a team lose that way. Unless it's Texas. Uh, I was going to let you say that. <clears throat> but uh, you hate to see a game decided that way. Yeah. But I have seen pop-ups drop right after, right after twilight uh, all the time. Yeah, seeing the top of the ball does not help an outfielder a whole lot because no. he just can't see the top of the ball. No. So the bottom of the ball is more important. Give me camp info and we'll let you get out of here. Yeah, if you'll uh, go to lrtrojans.com, there, there's a drop-down on the right. So we're doing something different this year. We're having our, our camps uh, in July for the kids' camp at l- late July like we always have. But we have added some satellite camps for kids' camp, not high school, in Benton and North Little Rock. So we're bringing it to you if, if you can't make it to us or if the dates don't work. And so if folks will just go to lrtrojans.com, click on baseball. There's a drop-down menu on the right, camps. You can scroll through and, and pick a camp you, you want to go to. Do you pitch, uh, pitch specific or hitter specific camps? Those are all skills. Okay. Those are all skills. We can go over everything. The Lakewood one is uh, the 24th through the 26th of July. The Benton one is the 17th through the 19th. And the Little Rock one is the 31st through the 2nd. So they're all in July. Pick one you want to go to. And if you're a little far away from Little Rock, we'll come to you. Gotcha. Awesome. So if I'm a pitcher and I want to work on my skills at a position, too, you get a chance to do a little bit of everything? You bet. Yeah, yeah. we'll have rotations and stations that will cover all different positions. And what we try to do with the kids is make sure they leave with a good understanding and an overall general knowledge of every position. If you want more detailed instruction, our coaches on staff can give you one-on-one instruction. Shoot us gotcha. an email. Uh, I'm assuming you don't have kids show up and say, hey, listen, I'm a DH. It's, it's, <laughs> I don't need any defense. You better really be able to hit if you're a DH at 12. <laughs> no doubt. Coach, thanks for coming up. Appreciate you. Thanks, guys. Coach, good to catch up with you. You too. You and too. Uh, keep up the good work. Yep. Have a good summer. Sure, Happy Coach. Father's Day. Thanks Thank for coming you. up.